Are you a business owner stuck in fear, doubt, and worry about what the marketplace will look like in the future? Then this show is for you. Strap on your seatbelt and get ready to disrupt and innovate. Here's your host, Lisa Levy. Welcome back to Disrupt and Innovate, the podcast where we explore groundbreaking ideas and talk to industry leaders who are changing the game. Today, we have a very special guest joining us, Greg Wheeland, the founder and senior sales consultant at Wheeland BPI. Greg is a highly experienced and accomplished sales consultant with a focus on helping salespeople achieve greater success without the traditional challenges associated with selling. His expertise lies in understanding and utilizing buying triggers which are unconscious preferences that drive customers' purchasing decisions. By identifying and satisfying these deep-seated unconscious needs, we're able to enable sales professionals to significantly boost sales and close more deals efficiently. With a background in computer information systems, accounting, and business administration, Greg brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to his clients. He's here to share his unique approach to sales, one that eliminates the hassles of traditional selling and focuses on satisfying the unconscious needs of customers. Greg, welcome to the conversation. Well, thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. Good to be here. Thank you so much. We have had fun getting to know each other over the last couple of weeks, but I'd really like for you to share with the audience your story. Tell us about your career, your path, and the journey that brought you to what you're doing today. Okay. Well, having to do with the psychographics and unconscious buying triggers and stuff, I I had a software company many years ago. And for eight years, we developed and implemented ERP software, and it was very successful. We, you know, it's that dream of being in the right place at the right time with the right thing. And we did really well for eight years. And then all of a sudden, we couldn't give the software away. And it's just, we couldn't sell it. And we were selling to small to mid-sized manufacturing companies. And what happened was I kind of, <laughs> I got desperate. I was about ready to lose a company. And so I sequestered myself uh, at home in my office for a good two weeks and just read everything I could get my hands on. And I came across this word, psychographics, and I had never heard of it. I, I wasn't familiar with it, didn't hear about it in school, didn't hear about it after school. So I I was very intrigued because the the notion of psychographics is basically that you don't sell a product or a service. And I was pretty sure I sold software. So that sounded kind of, you know, maybe a little corny or something. But I I, I was very interested and I started studying uh, everything I could get, you know, find. There wasn't very much information at the time. And actually, there still isn't. But um and then what happened was I got into a sales situation where I was talking to a business owner. He was very excited about what we had. Um, and then he walked me into the controller, financial controller's office and said, uh, this is Greg. I want you to listen to what he has to say. And so I, she, well, the, the, the financial controller was very unhappy. She had kind of a scowl on her face. And, and I found out later it's because she had been researching software for months and you know now the business owner wanted her to start over with me and she was not happy about that so she said fine you know what be here tomorrow at 4:30 she leaves at 5 and so you can see where this is going she was just trying to appease the owner and get rid of me so i i i showed up got my software up and running she walked in we sat down and there's that scowl on her face again and she 
she was really annoyed. And so I thought, wow, I absolutely need this sale. And so I said, okay, psychographics, here we go. It was the first time I've actually tried it. Matter of fact, had I not been in such a desperate situation, I can pretty much guarantee I would have never tried it. So I looked at her and I said, okay, financial controller. And I uh, just quickly in my mind sized up psychographically what her unconscious buying triggers were. So, you know, she focuses on, or she, she, she values performance, uh, accuracy and efficiency. She believes that data makes the buying decision. She wants a depersonalized buying experience and a bunch of other stuff. And I just kind of size that up. So instead of doing my usual demo of the software, here's these wonderful features and benefits. Instead, I started using everything I could think of about the software, our philosophy, the company to describe it in a way that lined up with her buying triggers. And in 30 minutes, I'm going to get the heave-ho and I look over and she's actually interested. And I was like shocked. And so I said, well, I'm just going to keep going. So I did. And another 30 minutes went by and now she's animated. She's asking questions. She's really into what I'm talking about. Another 30 minutes go by. So we've been there for 90 minutes now. And she jumps up, dinner kids got to go. And on the way out, she pops her head into the owner's office and says, uh, Dave, this is the best software I've seen yet. And we started installing a couple of weeks later. But here's the thing. I never showed her the software. I never did the demo like I would normally do. And I, of course, I just kind of stood there in utter disbelief with my mouth hanging open, trying to figure out what just happened. Because everything I've been taught says sales doesn't work that way. Uh, and then it just kept happening. And within 10 months, we had tripled our sales. And so that was applying something right new, untested. I would call it right an experiment. And yeah. poof, you had instant results. So yeah. from that, your ERP company has turned into something else entirely. Oh yeah. We we <laughs> yeah, it was instead of uh, new or untested, I would say more like desperate, but um yeah. So I I literally, after that experience, I walked back into the my company, my software company, and I told everybody, I said, you know what? We don't sell software anymore. And of course, they were like, what? So in essence, what, what I learned, uh, oh, by the way, that was the last time I brought my notebook to a demo. I never did another demo after that. And I sold way more software without the demos than I did with the demos. But yeah, so we went through the business and we started looking at the business completely different. And what we did was uh, we used everything in the business, our software, how we did talk to our consult, uh, clients, our, our consulting, everything. And we just completely retasked it specifically to satisfy the unconscious needs of our target market. And so, yeah, the soft, we didn't sell software after that. After that, it was we used the software as a tool to satisfy their unconscious needs. And it just went bananas. And from that, how did you make this shift into now you're really focused on teaching and coaching and consulting in the sales space? Yeah. So what happened was it just kept happening. We kept having these experiences where I was closing deals that I sh there's no way I should have closed these deals. And, and, um, and I was so intrigued with what was happening that Within two years, I had transitioned out of my company, sold it to my number one, and started focusing on uh, doing this type of consulting for small, mid-sized companies to help them understand that they don't sell a product or a service, that they literally 
use the product or service to sell an emotional gratification or to satisfy those unconscious needs. And I've been doing that for the past 20 years. 20 years is a fantastic track record of success. As you and I have gotten to know each other, we started, we played a little bit with my business and with what it is that I do. So you know, the audience is familiar enough that I am a, I am a business advisor. I am a consultant and I am working with business owners and founders to help them get freedom back from their business. And you and I sat down a week or so ago and started to play with the psychographics of this. Can you walk the audience through what we're learning, what we've learned about me and my business and what it is that I may be satisfying that I didn't even understand? <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. So basically what we did was we, we you know, took a look at Lisa's target market, which she already said, business owners and things like that. Predominantly, that market's made up of what I call an idea person. So I, I kind of broke the psychographic profiles into three areas just to keep it simple for business owners so that they could use it. And it works really well. So an idea person is someone who gets their primary gratification interacting with ideas. So these are entrepreneurs, explorers, designers, strategists, visionaries, all those kinds of people. And so they all tend to gravitate into careers and things where they get to interact with ideas a lot. Um, so in talking with Lisa, one of the one of her big uh, features that she was offering her clients was that we develop self-reliant teams. And that, of course, is important. And then we looked at it a little bit further and we said, well, what is the advantage of that? And she said, well, the founder slash owner slash leader gets more freedom. And that is getting a little bit closer. But um, for these individuals, they, they value freedom, flexibility, control, that, and they're results-driven. So there was a couple of things that we did. Number one is we looked at this from the standpoint of, is this a platitude? In other words, is this kind of something that other companies might say, and therefore, Lisa's message might get lost in translation. So the founder, you know, we provide more freedom. I hear that all the time from people, but it's really important. And so what I wanted to do is use psychographics to convert that statement into something um, that would really resonate with our with her target market. So I just kind of restated it and said, uh, we build results-driven teams that work independently while providing business owners and senior managers increased visibility to ensure the right ideas and plans are implemented. Okay, so um, and, and, and so that's a kind of a little bit of a mouthful, but uh, what it does is it's psychographically, there's very specific words and phrases in there that trigger the buying process in the idea person's mind. So, um, and, and the, what happens is the buying process is, is made up or the, it takes place in the unconscious mind. Okay. And the unconscious thinks thousands of times faster than the conscious mind can think. So by the time you've formed a thought, the unconscious has already reacted. And so by using those words and phrases, um, and in the right way, you can trigger that buying process. And then the conscious mind grabs that feeling, that feeling, uh, positive feeling and, and starts looking for rational support to justify 
that process. And so literally what happens is the the client starts to talk themselves into buying what it is that you're selling so they can get that primary gratification or so they can satisfy those unconscious needs. In that phrase, if you go back one more time and hit, there were, I think, four really powerful words in there that I didn't capture in my own mind, but I responded to. So I think we had results. Yes, results driven. So Mm -hmm. uh, this particular type of customer is very results driven. That's that's their driver is results. These are the people that say, just cut to the chase, just you know, give me the facts. You know, they they want results. They they don't really care how you do it. They just want to make sure it ends up the way they want it to be. Um, and so they have a hard time kind of letting go or delegating or hiring consultants um, because they're afraid that they may not really understand what it is that you're trying to implement. So work independently is another big one because they hate to babysit. They just they just want you to go away and do things, but they also want to retain that control. So the other thing was to provide increased visibility to ensure that the right ideas and plans are impl- implemented correctly. So in other words, they want to be in control, but they want you to do the work. And that's exactly what that statement said. And so for me, right, hearing that for the first time right now, Greg did this and brought it back for our conversation. My brain saw the great and mighty Oz behind the curtain doing <laughs> things, right? Yep. And and it created a very, it was a very specific image for me. I also am an idea person, right? So I am my own, my own target demographic. And that phrase certainly hit in that there were results that something was going to happen and I wasn't going to have to do anything to make it happen. And that's awesome. Yeah. And, and you're, you're guaranteed to get the results you want. Their big fear is, uh, you know, that to, to, to wind somebody else uh, up and let them go. And then their big fear is that it's not going to be done the way they want it to be done. So they tend to hang on or hold back. And so I learned a long time ago, working with these type of people all the time, (laughs) that if I provide increased visibility and so that everything I'm doing is transparent and I do it in a very simplistic way that gives them, uh, you know, the ability to, to continually see what's going on, that they will really relax and give you control and, um, then, you know, they kind of get out of their own way and you can help them get the results they want. You've been doing this work for more than 20 years at this point in time. Are there patterns or consistencies to challenges or roadblocks that you've faced helping your clients mentally be ready to make this change to psychographics or helping them overcome with their customers in the buying journey? Are, Are there some typical things that you're used to seeing now? Well, I mean, there is there is probably the biggest one I have is that, you know, the business owners really kind of fall in love with their ideas, right? They come up with this really great idea, this really great solution, and they're convinced that if they roll this solution out, that everybody's going to want it. And then they're completely frustrated when it doesn't sell or when they don't get the reaction that they want. And so that's probably the biggest challenge I have is getting them to understand that the unconscious brain, the thing that actually makes the buying decision, doesn't care at all about their big idea or solution. And that's 
that's kind of bad for an idea person because the the number thing the number one thing they want is to come up with an idea and have people appreciate it right so but helping them to understand that uh, if they want to make sales that they need to stop selling their product or service and start using it as a tool to satisfy their target market's unconscious needs whatever those particular needs are and that's probably the single biggest thing i i run into and that is hard right because an idea person generates ideas they value mm-hmm. other people's ideas and we do often get stuck with the widget is really cool yes definitely but the widget has no value until somebody is ready to buy the widget and what we were the widget does not solve the problems right and it does not actually speak to our the unconscious buying triggers which generate the yes i will buy moments but those of us who develop products or services we love our widgets <laughs> yeah the the thing is is that um that the the unconscious brain doesn't reason there's no logic there it just reacts right it's a lifetime of experiences so you you have it's full of preferences and things like that so when things line up with that it reacts positively but what it doesn't do is figure things out so when you present a great idea to somebody the the notion is is that well this is so obvious that the customer is going to be able to easily figure out what the benefits are and how to apply it to their company and the and the unconscious brain just doesn't so you have to just lay it out there with the you know with specific words and phrases that trigger the buying process so that we can get to the logical brain. And then that's the where the features and the benefits and all those things are evaluated and appreciated. Okay. Then I want to just repeat back in that because you gave us a really nice gem, right? First and foremost, we get the unconscious brain to react. Right. But nothing that, happens until that, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That unconscious reaction allows us to then get to logic. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the key to all of this, because especially for those of us who build our widgets, right? We logically want to, here is step one, two, three, four, and this is what you get out of it. But if the unconscious brain hasn't logged, you know, opted into care, the logic isn't there to respond. Right. Yeah. It's matter of fact, you know, every major corporation in the world does this. Nobody sells products or services, right? They're, they develop products and services to satisfy specific needs. And and if they do it correctly, then the customer is going to buy to satisfy those needs. So there you go. Absolutely awesome, right? And it is, we've known it from an advertising perspective. They talk about selling the sizzle. Yeah. Right, which is, right, we're going to sell the sizzle and you know, or there are other ways of getting there, but we'll leave it at sell the sizzle. But it is getting to that unconscious initial reaction so that then everything else that we want to have happen can follow. Right. Greg, I so appreciate you sharing this with us, taking some time and working through, right, and giving an example from my perspective, which speaks to probably 80% of every business consultant or advisor out there, right, that experience and what it is that we're trying to get to. What is the website? Where can people learn more? My website's uh, www.wheelan, that's W-H-E-L-A-N-B-P-I, that's business process improvement, right, dot com. So wheelanbpi.com. 
Absolutely fabulous. And you're also predominantly on LinkedIn, right? Oh, yes. You can find me on LinkedIn. There will be links in the show notes for everybody to find all of that. And this conversation has been great. Everybody who owns a business is selling something. And it's the nature of what makes us survive, right? We need to have those sales to make business happen. But what we're selling and what we think we're selling are two very different things. And understanding the unconscious buying triggers takes down all of the barriers to getting to the logical yes that we're looking for to close that deal. Greg, thank you so much for being with me today. And to my audience out there, you know the rules. Don't get left behind. Join me next time. That's it for today's episode of Disrupt and Innovate. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Every single week, one lucky listener that posts a review on iTunes will win the grand prize drawing, a $15,000 private VIP day with Lisa Levy. And be sure to head over to disruptandinnovate.com and get your free copy of Lisa's gift and join us on our next episode. Disrupt and Innovate.